So just some loose ends on the topic of shahiyah, of leaving food on a flame going into Shabbos. One thing to think about would be, is let's say a person leaves their blech on their fire the entire week, and they raise the flame to cook things during the week. So how could you say that my blech is a hecker, it's a simon, that I should not raise the flame on Shabbos? You do it the entire week. So I think most people don't have that. So it's not typically a concern. The one time that I would think to be machmer and to do something else would be, is let's say you have a three-day yantif, and some people prefer to have a blech on their flame throughout yantif. They don't they don't want to have an open flame just in case things fall, so they cover their flame with a blech. So if you're using it the entire Thursday and Friday on Yantif, and you're raising the flame when you need to raise the temperature on Yantif, and you're lowering it when, when food is burning, and then you're raising it again, so how could you say my blech is my hacker going into Shabbos? So therefore, I would be a little more cautious when using a blech going into Shabbos if you just spent two days using it, uh, you, you know, raising the flame when you have a blech on there. That's one ha'ara that people have. A uh, second thing is that let's say a person leaves their their foil in their crockpot the entire week, so maybe it loses the, the hecker going into Shabbos. So I think there, everyone who uses a crockpot knows that this is a Shabbos crockpot and your foil is there as a hecker and you're just too lazy to take it out. But So there, I think one could be making like the shot of the Igris Moshe or Moshe Feinstein that as long as this is a hecker, a valid hecker, so, you know, going into Shabbos, you have foil covering your crockpot. So I think that's less of a concern than the blech. But again, it's preferable to put the blech right before Shabbos or to cover the knobs right before Shabbos if that's what you're doing on your crockpot. So that would definitely be preferable than leaving it in there for uh, for years, you know. Okay, so those are two things to, to consider when we discuss blechs. Someone asked me recently, he has a coffee machine at home, a whole fancy device where you set it on a timer and it grinds the coffee in the morning. So you wake up to this lovely noise of, of uh, coffee beans being ground fresh. And a few minutes later, you have your fresh brewed cup of freshly ground coffee, Amachaya. So the question is, can you set that up in advance on Shabbos? So the truth is, there are many different angles to this question. We covered some of it regarding the concept of Hashma's call, that if you're, if you're, your uh, device is making a lot of noise in Shabbos, and you can hear it outside the room. So it would, it would, according to the opinion of the Ramah, one would not be allowed to do that. Set it up for Shabbos. That would be one concern. Additionally, there's another concern, which we will not get to, but this does come up, and we'll get to this when we discuss Chazara on Shabbos, returning food on the flame on Shabbos. Perhaps this is some type of Chazara where you had food. That wasn't, uh, that wasn't on the flame going into Shabbos is now being put on the flame on Shabbos. Additionally, you have a concept of grama, many uh, shilas to consider. And this is an old question. Can a person put food on the flame, put food on in, in an oven right before Shabbos, and you have a timer that the, that the, that the oven's going to go off on Shabbos or go on on Shabbos? Or can you put, can you, let's say you know your oven's going to go back on on Shabbos, can you put food on Shabbos into your oven an hour before the oven gets heated up? So these are great questions. We'll focus on them when we get to the halachas of Chazara because there's a very, very uh, strong shita of the Chazanish. We'll get to it at that point. Okay, what I wanted to focus on today is the discussion of Bidiyevin. Let's say a person messed up. You messed up, you did not, 
keep the halachas of shehiyah. So if you're a Sephardi, that means you put food on the, Well, not all the Sephardim go with the opinion of the Mechaber, but assuming you go with the shita of the Shulchan Aruch, that in order for you to leave food on open flame, it has to be fully cooked to the extent that it's mitzdamik v'yafle, that the longer you keep it on the flame, it is, uh, the food is getting ruined. And you didn't. You thought, whatever, there was a blech. Ended up that you messed up. So the question is, can you eat the food? What's the halacha bidiyevet? So it's very interesting that if you look at the Gemara and Shabbos, the Gemara has two different sugyas of this question. First, the Gemara says that although when it comes to bishul, when it comes to cooking on Shabbos, there is a machlekes if someone if someone cooks on Shabbos. There's a difference between b'shoigeg, b'mezid, if you did it on purpose, or if you did it by mistake. Machlekes, rameyer, and rabbi Huda. So the Gemara says, shouldn't that apply to leaving food on the flame? That's even less of an issue. You didn't do anything on Shabbos. It was Shabbat Taisa. You did it on Friday. Shabbos came in, and you left it there by mistake going into Shabbos. So shouldn't that be more lenient? And the Gemara says, no. The Gemara says, when it comes to cooking on Shabbos, so... Let's say you did it by mistake. So it makes sense to give you a pass. You cook by mistake on Shabbos. Okay, you didn't realize. We tell you it's Usr. I'm not concerned that next week you're going to do it again because you know there's an Isr der Raisa. One of the Lama Tesmolacha is a fear of, cook, of baking or cooking on Shabbos. You're not going to do it next week. However, let's say a person messed up on Shehia. He messed up and he left food on, on an open flame going into Shabbos. So he did it by mistake. So we tell him, okay, you can eat it. So then... The next week, he'll do it again. And he'll say, no, I, I, I left it there by mistake because he didn't actually violate Shabbos, didn't do an Isra Daraisa on Shabbos. All he did was he violated the Takana Darabana. So therefore, we have this concept of Chacham Asuchizuk Ram. The Chacham were concerned that people would just violate the Rabbanans. And therefore, the Gemara says, but even B'dyeved, even if he did it B'shoigeg, you did it by mistake, the Halacha is, one is not allowed to eat it. And... That seems to be the clear halacha psak. If you look at the Gemara later on, the Gemara seems to ask the same uh, case, scenario, as a shayla, as an iboyed le'ifshtah, and the Gemara doesn't answer it. But at the end of the day, there's, there's actually a nice shtukl Torah from Rav to answer the steers in the Gemara, but we'll leave it for your uh, shir on lambdas. Let's go to the Shulchan Aruch. So the Shulchan Aruch has some iteration on Gimel, Sif Aleph towards the end. He paskins like the first... Uh, discussion in the Gemara, and he says like this, If a person left food on the flame and he forgot that he forgot it was going to be Shabbos, he forgot that it's Asr, however you figure it out, all of, all of a sudden the Shulchan says like this, if it's fully cooked, so then even if the food tastes better the longer you cook it, which the Shulchan himself holds you now to leave it on the flame, in this situation, you're allowed to eat it. We don't give you a knas. Why is that? So the Mishnah Brewer says, because once it's fully cooked, you're not getting so much benefit from it going from fully cooked to awesome cooked. It's already fully cooked, so it's already a good shalant. So it, although, or it's a good kogel, although it tastes better overnight kogel or overnight shalant, as long as it's fully cooked, I'm not getting so much benefit from this violation of doing shihia without a blech, and therefore, there is no knas. I'm allowed to eat this food uh, on Shabbos. So that is the opinion of the Shulchan Aruch. And that's how the, the Ramah passed. Now, according to the Ramah, one would anyways be makel, even if it's not fully cooked. The opinion of the Ramah is once it's half cooked, 
And the Mishabur says, even if it's a third cooked, we pass in like Hananya, that once it's a third or, or you know, or half cooked, at least at least a third, so then Bidiyavid a person would definitely be able to eat this food. So the truth is for if you're Ashkenazi, you're limited in when exactly you're going to have the Shiloh. It would have to be where the food was put on the flame right before Shabbos, in between raw and a third cooked. Or if you want to be uh, a little more machmer, so let's assume that our ovens don't uh, don't cook, uh, don't take too long to cook. So fine, anything from raw to a third cooked, you would have to be machmer and you would not be able to eat unless there was a blech. So halacha is that it's aser, we paskin that if it was done, even if it was done by shaygi, the person doesn't realize it's Shabbos, they don't know it's Asr, one is not allowed to eat from it. So let's say a person's a guest by someone's house, or your wife forgot, or you forgot. What could you do with the Evid? With the Evid, what are your options? Could you eat it? What could you do? You, you came to someone's home, you look at their kitchen setup, you're like, oh my gosh, this guy told me he put the raw piece of meat in the oven right before Shabbos, and now he's serving it to me. No black, no nothing. All right, what, what should I do? So... I'm going to give you a list of different considerations why Bidi Eved it might be mutter. So these are just things to consider. Again, these are Bidi Eved, the Chathila, you should have a blech, but Bidi Eved, this is what to consider. So first of all, if it's a third cooked, the Mishabur says you're good to go. Another thing is, let's say they only covered the knobs or they removed the knobs. So although in most circles that is not the accepted way to do Grufo Ktuma, but the Evid, you can rely that it, that it worked. Another consideration is that if the food ended up being a third cooked or a, or a half cooked prior to Tseisakachavim, meaning during the time of Ben there's a reason to say that that is mutter to have been done during Ben and therefore one could be makos. Let's say it was a 45 minute recipe and you know the person put it in a few minutes before Shabbos, so you do the math. So you figure out that by the time Tzitzikachavim came in, or by the time that, you know, Benesh Moshes left, this food was already fully cooked or half cooked, even a third cooked, and therefore you could be makel with that as well. This is all B'dyevet. Another thing to think about is if the flame was on its highest setting, there's a psak of the Orlutzin, Rebbenzin Abba Shaul, Zetzal, that there's no concern of Shem when the flame is at its highest setting. Another thing to consider. Another item is, uh, let's say it's uh, electricity, so then the, uh, the Hartzvi holds, he doesn't hold this by fire, but by electric, he holds that if it's on the highest setting, there is also no concern for Shem Yechata. Now just, by the way, why are we bringing these minority opinions? We don't go with these opinions, L'Chathila. So the truth is, the Magad Avram is Simen Shin Yurches says, whenever we discuss a knas on the Rabbanon, that Chacham made a knas, that if you, that someone violated Shabbos, you cannot eat from that food, the halacha is that if there's a Das Yachad, if there's, even if there's a Das Yachad, someone, one of the opinions has to be a, 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 an opinion, can't just be someone made up something, but it has to be an opinion brought by some of the one of the Paiskim. So then you can rely on that Bidievas. That's why I'm bringing these. Let's keep going. So we had the highest setting for fires, highest setting for electricity. Another hetter found in the Tzitzeliezer in Chilak Tezayin. He discusses, let's say, and he brings from other Paiskim as well. Let's say the uh, uh, modern day flame, where the flame doesn't doesn't sputter. It's a consistent flame. So perhaps there's no concern for Shem Yechata. The whole concern was that when I put food in, I don't know, it's not consistent. So there's a concern. I might have to stoke the coals. But if it's a consistent flame, there should be no concern. And therefore, he's Mako. Another uh, heter, which is not a, a psakal halacha, but something to consider, is found uh, surprisingly in the Igris Moshe. This is in Arachayim. This is in Chelek Al Simen Sali Gimel. 
He says, There's a strong reason to say there is no reason to apply the gzera of Shemi Echate with our our ovens, our stoves. Why is that? He says the whole problem of Shem was that a person would have a flame and you might, by mistake, you, you know, you're nervous, you're going to blow the flame on Shabbos, thereby, thereby violating Shabbos. However, there was never a concern you're going to bring firewood to add heat. There was no zero for that. So, increasing the temperature with a knob, that's like bringing wood. And there, there was never a gzera for that. And therefore, Rav Moshe says, there's a tam gado, there's a strong reason to say that there should not be a gzera for our ovens. And then he finishes off, he doesn't, he doesn't say, and therefore, he doesn't get to the therefore, but it's something to consider, lehalacha in a bidiyeva situation. So, Something, one, you know, a whole shopping list of reasons to be made with the Eved. Again, if you're Ashkenazi, it's very difficult to find the case that a Rav would actually say that you have to be machmer. You cannot eat the food that you, you know, that your wife cooked, you cooked, you went to someone's house for a meal. Typically, you could rely on one of these heterim. So the Rav just has to be a little creative and figure out which heter would apply there. Okay, so Mirta Shem, tomorrow we will discuss the second way a person could enjoy hot food on Shabbos, and that is through hatmana, by wrapping things, by insulating things. So we'll get into the discussion of suvi, of chalent, with kishka wrapped in it, wrapping a towel around your soup pot going into Friday night, your challah and your foil, as we continue the 12-minute halacha series.